Start by paying attention to your breath, just the fact that you're breathing. Observe the structure of every breath, how it exists as air outside your nostrils, air that carries oxygen and energy, air that becomes breath as it enters your nostrils, moving down your windpipe, entering your lungs, expanding them, then spreading to different parts of your body, nourishing them with oxygen and energy. Just watch this happening. There's no need to manipulate or control the breath. Just continue being aware of its movements, wondering from time to time how this breath might look if it were visible to our eyes. You might have heard this meditation before, and if you did, you do recall how it felt then, the relaxation you experienced, the peace you felt, the comfort surrounding your body and mind. I want you to remember those feelings and recall them in great detail, encouraging the same feelings in your body as and where you experience them. That's right. Bring it all back. And when you do, when you recreate the sensations from your memories of your last session, this current session will become even more powerful. So, go on ahead and bring to mind all the sensations and feelings from the last time you were here. Sometime now, take a nice deep breath, breath that fills your lungs. You'll find that when your stomach expands, it allows the lungs to expand even more. And when the lungs expand more, they can fill up with more air. And more air means more oxygen and energy, which is so wonderful for our bodies. Even our hearts get a little rest when we breathe properly, allowing it to beat a little slower and get some rest for itself while still ensuring your body is well looked after. As you continue breathing in and breathing out, taking a deep breath every now and then. You might find thoughts drifting in and out. This is perfectly normal and you can let these thoughts come and go on their own. That's right. You're doing a wonderful job. Yes, breathing is a vital exercise that we need to do properly and you're doing a great job of it now, just being aware of your breath when it begins entering your body and when it begins leaving your body. Maybe observe the temperature of the breath as it comes in and compare it to the temperature of the breath as it goes out. Perfect. Finally, I want you to relax a few key parts of your body 
which will help with making this session so much more powerful and effective. As you breathe, your eyelids begin to relax and your closed eyes are so comfortable staying closed because there's just no need to open them and your mouth might begin to feel a little limp and the muscles in your jaw start to go a little slack and your shoulders lower a little as they relax and your fingers too each of them let go of any stress they're holding and that's that you're doing great while we're here i want you to invite your body and mind to relax let go and get ready to move ahead with your life feeling lighter stronger and happier so just Keep going with your breathing, feeling comfortable and secure as we move forward. You find yourself waking up from a long and restful sleep, slowly opening your eyes to a morning, a wonderful, wonderful morning, when the sun is about to rise and outside your room, outdoors, the sky is a wonderful collection of gold and orange and yellow and blue and it looks so very serene. You extend your arms up towards the ceiling and indulge in a long luxurious stretch. It's time for a cup of tea, a cup of hot, slightly sweet steaming tea. That's sure to perk you up and be a wonderful start to a brilliant day. No one is awake in the house yet, besides you. As you walk into your kitchen and look around, to begin brewing a comforting cup of chai. The kitchen was cleaned the previous night and is now neat and tidy, with everything in its own place. You look around for a saucepan and find it exactly where you expected it to be. You grab the pan by the handle and place it on the gas stove. Note how you placed the pan on the stove top. Did you place it absolutely flat upon the stove top or was it slightly tilted? So one side touched the stove top before the others? From this point onward, we're going to try and observe in as much detail as we can about as many aspects of this process as possible. While I will draw your attention to the many points of detail, please feel free to use your own senses and visualize detail whenever and wherever possible. You can also adjust yourself for comfort whenever you like. Now that you've placed the saucepan on the stovetop, the heat must be turned on. To do so, you press the ignition button on your stove. If your stove doesn't have this button, you could go ahead and use a gas lighter or a matchbox to light your gas stove. In fact, let's do so, so just pick up a matchbox in one hand 
and push out the little drawer full of matches using a thumb or a finger. Then using your thumb and forefinger, pick up a match from within the drawer, pushing the drawer shut with your other thumb. Now turn the knob, switching on the gas. Between the thumb and forefinger of one hand, you strike the match, held in the fingers of your other hand, against a strip on the side of the matchbox. The match head briefly sparks, splutters, and then bursts into flame, which you then place near the gas burner. The burner ignites with a small whoomp sound. You turn to fetch some water for your tea. Picking up a mug, you hold it under the drinking water tap. Have you noticed the difference in the sound made when pouring hot water into a cup and when pouring cold water into a cup? The sound made by pouring hot water tends to be muffled due to the presence of steam, whereas cold water being poured into a cup has a tinkling, high-pitched sound. As the water pours from the tap into the cup, you're very aware of two things. One, the gas is on and the saucepan is heating up as the cup is filling with water. Two, the sound made by the falling water is increasing in pitch as the cup fills up. The higher the pitch of the falling water, the closer is the water level to the top of the cup. You take the mostly full cup of water and pour it into the hot saucepan. It sizzles a little and then settles down. The cup was mostly and not completely full because you left space for the milk that'll come later. It's interesting to watch a pot of water come to a boil. There are usually a certain number, a certain fixed number of hot spots at the bottom of the pan or pot from where bubbles form and then make their way to the surface. When two or three such spots are visible and you can see a steady stream of bubbles rising to the surface, you know it's time to add the tea leaves. Think now of the type of tea you drink, the packet it comes in and the container where the tea is stored for everyday use. Now turn about and pick up the container of tea and open it. There should be a spoon inside. If there isn't, go ahead and pick up one from your usual drawer, spoon stand or rack. I usually use one spoon of tea leaves per cup of tea, plus one for the pot. Please go ahead and add your usual amount of tea leaves to the boiling pot. The moment you add the tea leaves to the boiling water, the water begins to suddenly boil and bubble much more than it was a few seconds ago. You realize this happens every morning and is similar to what happens when we add salt to boiling water. The tea leaves begin dancing and swirling around inside the boiling water. Some are normal and others have begun releasing their color and flavor into the water, causing trails and swirls of brown to form in the boiling water until finally the entire pot of water becomes a pot of brown aromatic tea. You turn towards your fridge and fetch the milk inside. 
Visualize the container in which you store milk. Is it still in the packet? Is it in a milk jug? Is there some leftover milk stored in the glass in the fridge? You pour the milk into the boiling and bubbling liquid, which then immediately stops boiling and bubbling and becomes almost still nearly instantly. You realize that's because of the temperature being lowered due to the chilled milk. The tea in the pot is now a swirling mass with areas of milky white and areas of milky brown and other shades. It quickly mixes up into just the right color you prefer as the pot comes back to the boil. As the tea begins to boil again, you look around for the sugar, finding it. You open the lid and see there's a spoon inside. You pick up the spoon and push it back into the sugar, feeling the rough granular texture of the sugar and hearing the gravelly sound it makes as the spoon pushes inside and pull out a spoonful, a heaped spoonful of sugar. You gently shake off some sugar from the spoon, flattening it a bit and then add the sugar to the pot. Finally, it's time for the fresh ginger, which makes such a difference to an early morning cup of tea. You open the fridge to see if the little piece of ginger you use each morning is still there. It's there, a small piece of ginger, fresh but slightly dried around the edges. One side is lined from being grated and some dried ginger fibers stick out of the same side. You pick it up and look around for the grater. Finding it, you hold the ginger in your dominant hand and the grater in the other. For example, a right-handed person would usually hold the ginger in their right hand and the grater in their left. Please feel free to hold the grater and the ginger in a manner that feels comfortable and natural for you. You begin grating ginger into the pot on the fire. As you grate, the ginger paste begins gathering on the underside of the grater but doesn't fall into the brewing tea. When you've grated enough, you run a finger on the underside of the grater and slide it upward, causing the grated ginger gathered there to fall with a plop into the pot, where specks of grated ginger mixed with specks of white cream that came with the milk swirl around the pot. Now finally all the ingredients are in place, and all that's left is for the tea to boil, which happens in a couple of minutes. You allow the tea to boil almost to the top of the saucepan, the whole lot bubbling upward in a mass of chai-colored bubbles, accompanied by a hissing sound that gets louder the closer the bubbles rise to the top of the saucepan. You switch off the grass, place a tea strainer on top of your teacup, and carefully pour the tea over it into the cup in you. You do so carefully as you want all the tea to land in the cup and not dribble over the side of the saucepan and form pools on your nice and clean kitchen countertop. All set, you pick up your hot steaming mug of tea and head for the usual spot where you spend the few minutes with yourself and your chai. It could be a comfortable armchair in your living room, a large recliner, a pile of cushions in the balcony, 
or a comfy spot in your garden surrounded by plants and refreshing shades of green. Or a chair next to a window, any place you prefer works absolutely fine. Holding the hot mug in both your hands, you savor the warmth, bringing the cup to your lips. Feeling the curling steam rising from the tea, tickling your upper lips and depositing a thin layer of moisture on the tip of your nose, you savor the first sip of hot, sweet, comforting chai and delight in the sensation of the flavor and warmth spreading around your mouth. Spend a few minutes enjoying your cup of chai, appreciating the solitude, the quality time you're spending with yourself. You realize that the manner of preparation and drinking of the chai was an act of self-care and one you would like to and indeed must be repeated often in as many different activities as possible. Go ahead and enjoy the sensations you're feeling now. Enjoy your cup of tea. Enjoy this time with yourself. And whenever you're ready, you can open your eyes and return to your day happy, bright, refreshed and rejuvenated.